this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Hello, Stand Out Be You listeners. Tequila here, your host. I am back from summer break. The kids are back in school, and I'm excited to bring you more episodes. As mentioned in previous episodes earlier on the podcast, I started by letting you know that I focus on life lessons as well as small business owners, primarily solopreneurs, and how they help to impact our world. I am always looking for guests as well as guest writers. More importantly, looking for individuals who are making a difference in their community. If you are one of these individuals, be sure to reach out to me by going to tequiladaughter.com. Now, today I am here with a new guest. And what I loved about this guest is how she is making an impact across different continents. As you know, Stand Out BU is about capturing the stories of individuals who have turned their passion and skills into a profit by helping others in business and life. This person could be standing right next to you right now. Well, our guest, Timby, has an amazing story and she's on a mission to help individuals globally, primarily women. Her honesty of telling us how hard it was to start her own business transition parts of the business and help others is beyond endearing. And I'm excited to have you take a listen. Now, as always, before we dig in, if you have any questions for me or any topics we've discussed here on the show, I am overly excited to hear from you. You can go to tequiladaughter.com and leave me a message. Okay, let's get started and welcome Timby Becca to the show. Timby, welcome to Stand Out BU. Tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. Thank you, Tekela. I'm originally from Zimbabwe and I moved to Canada in 2001 as a refugee, coming with $5 in my pocket. I've been in Canada for 17 years now as we speak. And basically, when I moved to Canada after I settled, I trained as a registered nurse and I realized that that's not something I wanted to do and I kind of moved careers in between. And now I'm helping women. We started talking about this a little bit earlier, and I said, don't say anything more because I want to get you on here recording this. Right now, you're dealing with real estate, so tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing and then where you plan on taking your business and where you're going next. Absolutely. So before I tell you about what I'm doing, how about I lay a background of why I even started this? I was trained as a registered nurse, and I was working, and 
I found that I didn't have time to spend with my children. I wanted to spend time with my children to enjoy, you know, their growing up and as a single mom. So I decided I kind of wanted to do real estate. And the other reason also is because when I moved from Zimbabwe, I kind of had come from not such a great relationship. And I had this idea that I wanted to help women. I wanted to empower women and to help them stop being stuck in situations because of finances. So when I was in nursing, I couldn't do that. Like the salary wasn't enough for that. But I thought I'll do real estate to supplement my income. So I started investing in real estate and invested successfully and and was okay. But during that whole process of investing in real estate, I remember that my purpose, my bigger why, like I really started this to help women in Zimbabwe. And I thought, how can I do it? And so I came across an article which said, if you have the ability to make more money and help other people and you're not doing it, you're selfish. And that really hit me. And I was like, huh, what could I do to make more money? So I started this thing called creative strategies in real estate, which is trying to make more money using many deals. But I found that was so time consuming. So I'll take a percentage. I committed a percentage of my income to help women start building walls in Zimbabwe in an area called Binga. So I would commit a percentage of that to that. But it was a longer process. It was taking me for a long time because one deal takes a couple of years to even complete. And so I realized I needed to find a way to make more money faster. So I was listening one day, I was driving and I came across a gentleman who told me how I could teach others from anywhere in the world to do anything. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, huh, this is what I need. I need to teach people in Africa how to invest in real estate. And that's how Real Estate Real Riches came about. I was like, I'm going to teach people how to invest in real estate. But life happens in such a different way. My plan was to teach people in Africa, but I found myself basically having students from all over the world. So that's kind of how I started into that. Awesome, awesome story. And now you're teaching individuals, you said, all over the world, not just in one location, correct? Not just in one location. And you had mentioned earlier on uh, about what I'm going to be doing next, uh, where I'm going next. And so with that, lucratively, it's okay. But still, I feel like I am still not reaching to the people I wanted to help back home, Mm -hmm. which is Zimbabwe. And not just Zimbabwe, but women in general around the world. I felt like my big, my audience in real estate were men. Yes, I have men and women, but mainly men. And I'm like, this is really not the reason why I started this. I started this to try to empower women. So I have kind of started a podcast. I've diverted and started a podcast to help women so just specifically for women and in October this year I'll be hosting Leadercast Women which is uh, an international event and I'll be hosting that in Zimbabwe so that's kind of where I'm going to try to really go back to my passion and to my why I ever started this. That's awesome that's awesome and so Let's get a little bit more into you saying that you're kind of switching and you're changing um, the direction of that. Tell us a little bit about this process. Has it been difficult for you or how are you going about shifting or are you, are you trying to rebrand? Is that what's happening? It's been hard. It's been hard. Just the whole logistics of it, thinking, what am I going to do? I haven't rebranded. I haven't done anything. What I have done so far is just to do things step by step. I'm starting a podcast and that's basically how my steps are going to be. And throughout this whole podcast interview, interviewing people for my upcoming podcast, interesting how things happen. Somebody mentioned Lidacast to me and they basically 
long story short, I'm hosting Leader Cast in Zimbabwe in October for women. So it's really not like I have completely shut down the real estate business. I still do have my students. I have to honor that. I still do have my business going. However, I would like to transition fully to women and just help women. And there's nothing wrong with helping men, but I think there's a lot of people helping men out there. Yeah, yeah. And you're now doing all of this online, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of individuals, they want to really make a difference in other people's lives. But at the same time, they want to make a difference in their life by actually, and what my mission is, is to help individuals spend more time with their family and their friends. Tell us a little bit more about how or what your experience has been with running a business online. Hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I started in real estate and because when I started in real estate, I was a full-time nurse and I was, I had real estate business. It was okay. I could handle it. But when I went online, I mean, I had already quit nursing by the time I went online, but when I went online, I remember saying to myself, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life because there was this image that you go online within six months, you've made $2 million and you're good to go. And so I went in with those expectations because I'm a high achiever. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. $3 million. I'm not even going to go for $2 million. I'm going for three within six months. Oh boy, was I hit hard. It was such a huge learning curve for me. I didn't know what anything was online. I knew nothing about online marketing. This is two and a half years ago. So I had such a huge learning curve, first of all, to start off with. And secondly, I realized that a lot of people misrepresent facts when it comes to online marketing. People who you'll see as stories or success stories saying, I went from zero to six months. It's not because they went from really zero. They probably went from another coach who they had already maybe reached six figures. And then they started with this other coach who took them to the seven figure mark. You know what I mean? So it wasn't really like from zero to 7 million in six months kind of thing. So I realized that there was a lot of misrepresentation and a lot of it because I was trying to approach it from a business perspective. And it seemed like my business mind and my business perspective wasn't really working as well in this field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Timby, it's so true because we've been on and if you listen to past guests, we say that a lot of us come from the corporate background or some type of business like background, whether or not we own a brick and mortar as well. We come online and it's completely different and you have to really adjust and change the mindset. So tell me about that. What was the biggest struggle for you? with making it happen? Okay. The first thing actually was my time management. This was a mistake. I told myself that, and I was, as I said, I had been reading books and maybe listening to people saying, oh yeah, now I can work from anywhere in the world. I travel as much as I want and do all that stuff, which is true. You can do that. But what those people didn't tell me was, I have to wake up in the morning and put in some work. So I live in a very nice area. I live in Kelowna, which is very, very beautiful. And so what I would do, I remember that summer, I'll just wake up and go to the beach and come back home and magically expect that clients are just going to come into my page and buy. So that was the big mindset to say, okay, yes, it's an online business. Yes, I can work from anywhere. Yes, I can do anything I want to do, but I have to be structured. So I moved from that whole freedom thing to basically waking up in the morning, having a to-do list to do that day and maybe giving myself a deadline. I usually finish work at two. 2 p.m. More like really like a real job, eight to four kind of job. But 2 p.m. I'm done and that's it. 
so I kind of had to give myself structure in regards to my work schedule. You had to have a routine. Yes, I had to have a routine. Yes, and you had to have a plan in place, whether it be daily, a month from now, a year from now, five years from now, it's good to have a plan in place. So what would you recommend for someone, um, because I've had the opportunity to speak with clients that are just starting out, they all have the same type of mindset. I think we all have when you start online, that you're going to come on and it's like all this money is going to pour out of the computer. I don't know. I don't know why this happens. But what would you recommend for someone who's just starting out, what they should look for or what they should do? Give me maybe two things that you would recommend. I think you should invest in a mentor. I really think that's a big one for me because I didn't invest in a mentor when I started the online world. I mean, I did take some training. I paid for a training, but a training is just a training. It's not going to do much. So you need to have a mentor who's going to guide you from the steps, like step one, step two, step two. And that takes up a long way. You could, I mean, you could do it alone, but it's going to take you years, but maybe a mentor will be the shortcut. And honestly, if I could redo it again, I would have hired a mentor from day one who was going to lead me and guide me right away. The second thing is a mastermind. That played a big role in my life and in my career. I was fortunate that I, I did get into a mastermind right away when I got into this whole online marketing. And my mastermind helped me realize that it's the steps which I, I could have missed if I was alone. Because if I was alone, I wouldn't have had the support. So a mastermind, definitely join a mastermind or find somebody who could support you as a mastermind. And when I'm talking about a mastermind, I'm not talking about an online group where there's 500 people. Mm-hmm. That's not going to keep you accountable. I'm sorry to say that. I talking about like a group where you meet once a week over the phone or over the Zoom or, or Skype or whatever it is, or even once every two weeks and talk to women, if it's a women mastermind or to your friends, whether there's five people or 10 people, that really is going to go a long way. Because this journey is very difficult. It's not a journey to walk alone. You need somebody to hold your hand and your mastermind is going to hold your hand. So those are the two big things I would recommend. Get a mentor and get a mastermind. But if I have to add something, that would be you need to invest in your education and learn the steps. Don't try to do it on your own. And not about the mastermind and the mentorship, but also about knowing stuff. I try to reverse engineer a lot of times what I was seeing online. So what do I mean by that? I come and I see you just did a webinar and you sold $5,000 or 10 people joined. And guess what? I'll try to reverse engineer that and say, oh, she did this, she did this, she did this. I'm going to go and do this, this and that. It just doesn't work. No. Because there's a behind the, there's a because why, there's a reason behind why that person said yes at that time or stop at that time. There's a reason that it's all structured. I tried to reverse engineer a lot of webinars when I started and I wasn't converting anything because I was doing it the wrong way. So yes, because there's a lot of in-between things that happen as far as project management or on into, it can be even the person's motivation is different exactly. because their motivation and their why could be completely different from what you're trying to reverse engineer, yes. <laughs> right? <Yes. laughs> well, let me ask you this, because one of the things that I say needs to happen is you have to be organized. Are you an organized person? And how do you stay organized, if so or if not? (laughs) 
I never was organized, especially when I started this business. I was all over the places. I told her I would go to the beach and think, oh, I'll write that email when I come back. By the time I come back, my mindset is, is out. I had to invest in my education, as I said, in a mentor. And one of my mentors told me something really important about, you know, capture your day in the morning capture your day in the morning. And I read this book by Craig Valentine called The Perfect Day Formula. So when I mixed those two, The Perfect Day Formula and The One Thing by Jay Papasan, those things really helped me structure my day. So how my day works, like I have a morning routine now, something I never used to have. So I wake up in the morning, I meditate, whatever that means to you, pray or meditate. And I do some stretches. I do some physical stretches to kind of help me just kind of stretch around. And I do have some quiet time to myself where I kind of get do my breathing exercise in the morning. I have found that if I don't do that, if I miss that step, my day doesn't go well. And then I go on to my gratitude journal. I wake up in the morning also and I do my gratitude journal. I write my gratitude, what I'm grateful for and what I have a goal for December 2018, which I say by December 2018, I will blah, 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 blah. And I kind of write that every day on my journal as well. And so that's my kind of daily schedule. And then I do my work. I have a calendar. I have a book. Oh, I don't have it here. It's not close by. Sorry, I was going to show it to you. But basically, it's one of those calendars which has a to-do list. So the day before, I kind of plan what I'm going to do tomorrow based on what we're working on. We always have a Asana. We use Asana as well a lot for project management in our company, but I always write it down because if it's not written down for me, it's not done. So that's how I manage myself. I have to say, it sounds like it's perfect, but some days it's not. Some days it's not, especially this week because I started this diet and, oh God, I'm starving half the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Tempe, and that's okay because the tagline behind Stand Out Be You is that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. If you're going to be online and if you're going to be out here, like you said, we can't do it alone, but you also don't need to be try to be so perfect with everything because Mm -hmm. everything changes. The online world is always fluid. It's always changing. And you're, it's almost like you would have to get in up in the morning, like you're saying, and have the routine because you know, you don't know who you may have to reinvent and be for that particular day. Yeah. I totally agree. Two weeks ago, I didn't know I was hosting an event in Zimbabwe. And now I'm like, oh, I'm hosting an event in Zimbabwe. You know, that's kind of how things go. And I like what you said about being fluid, like just let it go. And also action. I like to say action trumps perfection. Just do Mm -hmm. it. Just don't yeah. wait. If you look at my website, I built my first website on my own. It honestly was the most horrible website I ever done. I didn't know. I thought I needed a website and I thought I had to build it myself. I didn't know I needed to hire somebody to do it. But sometimes you just have to do it. Just do yeah. it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. So let's rewind a little bit. And um, we talked about organizing and we talked about our day. So I want some of the listeners that know, because I know that they're moms. Everyone knows that I'm a mom. You're a mom as well. How do you balance that as a woman, being a businesswoman, being a mom, and making it all happen? Yes, I'm a single mom to two kids, a teenager, thank God, because she doesn't want to see me anytime, so that works perfect, and <laughs> and, and, and a five-year-old. So with a five-year-old working from home, usually when he's during school times, he's at school. So as I said, I stop my day at two o'clock. I have, you know, the non-negotiables where... After 2 p.m., I do not touch anything. And that's the same thing here at home where, um, and for you, it was hard to say that because of the time difference we have. But at home, I work 
I'm okay. I work and he's there kind of playing with his toys and everything. But at two o'clock, we go into the pool. Like we usually just go into the pool. He's already wearing his swimming costume right now, waiting for me to go to the pool. Because if we're not going to the pool, we're going somewhere else. Because what I realize is life is too short. Do I really want to spend time trying to make money or do I want to spend time with my children. I just want us to remember that when you go, or if that day comes where you go, people won't remember you about how much money you made. Your kids won't remember you about, oh, mom bought us a new toy every day. No, they'll remember you about, you remember when we went with mom to the beach and, and she started dancing like a crazy person? You know, those kind of things. So I think it's important as women who are listening here today to just spend more time with your children the work can wait. And also think of hiring somebody. One thing I did very early on in this business was to outsource a lot of things. I hired an assistant when I couldn't even afford to hire an assistant. I started doing that. And now I have two team members, two full-time team members, and, and one who consults on our projects, big projects. But really, it's not because I had a ton of cash flow coming in, but I had to hire because I knew that if I don't hire that means I never see my kids sometimes just think of is it really worth it for me to be doing things like this or should I just outsource it to somebody who's good at it and just focus on your unique abilities focus on what you're good at and let the other people do the rest exactly exactly do what you do best but then Mm -hmm. outsource the rest that's what I said We all say that. A lot of us say this online. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Tembi, where can we see you next? Let's say six months from now, where do you see yourself? What can we expect? Six months from now, my podcast will be up and running. It's called She Breaks Through. So you can find me on shebreaksthrough.com. And I will be hosting a live event. I'll have hosted my own live event in Zimbabwe where I'll have impacted women and hopefully a lot of women would have learned a lot of stuff from there and hopefully taken steps to financially free themselves because there's a lot of poverty in a, in a lot of countries. It's not just Zimbabwe, in a lot of countries. And I have found that when you empower a woman, you really empower the world and you empower the nation and you empower the village. So I think if there's any women listening here, just think of how much you can impact somebody today. And it doesn't have to be impacting, teaching them something. It could be just a simple token of just listening to them. Just lend your ear to somebody and just listen to what they have to say. Because I think the more women we can help in the world, the more this place will be a better place. So yes, that's where I will be. I'll probably be in some village helping some woman start a business. Uh, I love that. I love that. So, Tim B., if the listeners wanted to connect with you today, how could they go about doing so? The best way will be through the podcast, shebreaksthrough.com. The through is T-H-R-I-U. It's not the full through. Shebreaksthrough.com. I think that's the best way. You could find me on Twitter at Investor Tembi or on Instagram at Tembi Bega. Instagram is, I love Instagram. I just kind of started being active on Instagram. So yes, please find me on Instagram. Absolutely. And I'll link all of that in the show notes. So Timmy, this next part of the podcast or the episode, I like to go into what I call personality questions. So I like to get to know you a little bit more than what we've already done so far. So the first one is with traveling, what's the furthest city that you've been to from your birth city? that's hard because I was born in Zimbabwe. I would like to say Canada because I think Canada is really far from Zimbabwe. But I've been to a very remote place in New Zealand, which has been my favorite place, Cape Ringa. 
No, tell me more about that. C-A-P-E, and the last name is R-I-E-I-N-G-A, Capringa. It's such a beautiful, complex, basically it's called the end of the world. How the native people of New Zealand, the Maori people, they used to go throw the ashes of the dead at that place long time ago. It's like the ocean, and they call it the end of New Zealand. And um, they believe that was the end of the world, and because it was the end of the world, it was closer to God. So they would go and throw their ashes there so that the ashes could just go faster to go. They don't have to fly so many, many miles kind of thing. It's such a beautiful, peaceful place. It's beautiful. I'll have to put that down on my list here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my next one would be, what is your superpower? What would you say is your superpower? <laughs> Telling the truth. Oh, that's a great superpower to have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rephrase that to abrupt honesty. Okay. That's Very what my good. friend told me. I'm just honest and abrupt. Like I just, I have no filters. I think that we need more of that. <laughs> that's what she says. She says, you know, because of that, I know that any advice I get from you is honest and true from you. I have a little bit of that in me too, that people probably wait and save you for the end. So they probably ask a lot of other individuals before they come to you in the end to get the real truth. (laughs) So this next one's fun. If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? An elephant. I like elephants. I think they're so gentle. They're so big, strong, powerful, yet they are still gentle. They don't have the ah, aggressiveness in them. They don't have the abruptness in them. They're just so gentle, yet strong. I want to be like that. Awesome. Awesome. And then this last one, because your name is always a part of who you are. Tell us a little bit more about your name. What's the story behind it? Yeah. So that's the short version of my name. Just a hint. My full name is Tembinkosi, if you can say that. And it means in God we trust. And how I got that name is because when my mom gave birth to me, my dad basically abandoned her when my mom was pregnant. And so my mom gave birth to me and her family members asked her, so how are you going to even take care of this child? And she said, I don't know, in God we trust. And that's kind of how it became my name. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, Tembi, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show and have you to share some of your journey. And we look forward to what's new that's happening in your next phases of your journey. But do you have any parting words that you would like to say to the audience that's listening today? Thank you so much, Tekla, for having me. I really appreciate uh, this has been such an honor sharing this with your audience. But I just want to say this, which is something I haven't been great at, but I think it's better to tell somebody than to do it. Follow your passion. Follow your passion and just do it. Those are the two things I want to tell you today. Don't wait. When I, when I realized that I was really losing it with my passion, I just went back and I started doing this podcast. And so many opportunities have opened up because I'm following my passion. So follow your passion and just do it. It's contagious, right? Yeah. <laughs> Timby, it's been absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. And everyone listening, remember to always stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. Until next time, we'll chat soon. If you 
you would like to hear more from Tembi and others, visit us in the Faces of Collaboration community. If you're craving for connections and you want to collaborate in order to grow professionally and grow your business, then I would love to have you be part of the Standout BU group, Faces of Collaboration. The guests that you've heard here on the show, along with myself, we are in there and we're hosting live webinars, live calls, and much more. Our goal is to help each other as well as fellow solopreneurs succeed in both business and life. So come be a part of the movement and the community and learn and contribute. I will link everything in the show notes and look forward to seeing you inside. Mm-hmm.